Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and today is the 29th of November 2023 and the global cryptocurrency market guys has marginally pumped up since the last 24 hours. Cause listen guys, remember in the early hours on Monday in the Middle East, the global cryptocurrency market was at $1.43 trillion. Then the next day, that is Tuesday, it did actually go down below $1.40 trillion and today guys, it is back to $1.43 trillion once again and the price of Bitcoin in particular has definitely pumped up since the last 24 hours so we'll definitely go and explore that and talking about bitcoin guys there is a massive report which has been published by forbes which actually found out that a bitcoin mining facility is in the foothills of himalayas so we'll definitely go and explore what that news is all about so definitely really interesting news and guys we have some update regarding china and i very specifically remember earlier this year i did talk about china cbdc and where they did go ahead and do a trial project. Now there is an update to that and there are four new banks that have joined China's Central Bank Digital Currency project. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss this. Now look guys, there is a clear distinction between Bitcoin and CBDCs and I've mentioned this so many times in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast. Left-leaning ideologies and left-leaning politicians, they're definitely fans of Central Bank Digital Currencies but right-wing ideologies and right-wing politicians are definitely fan of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. At the same time, they definitely abhor CBDCs. So we'll very briefly touch base on CBDCs and the different banks that are joining China's CBDC project. Definitely not ideal, but look guys, like it or not, central bank digital currencies will be implemented by pretty much all of the central banks all over the world, maybe in the next three to five years. The only advice I could give is to truly understand what central bank digital currencies are and then compare it with Bitcoin and then you can go to make your own decision. Now guys listen we also have some massive news today and that is regarding Fireblocks and they are one of the leading giants in the Web3 blockchain and cryptocurrency space and they have decided to go ahead and launch a trading system. So definitely very very powerful news and we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what the new trading system is and why is it that you're going ahead and launching a trading system and how will they actually compete with centralized exchanges definitely very critical news and guys finally we're going to end today's episode with some news regarding charles hoskinson and look guys whether you're a fan of charles hoskinson cardano or ada or not one thing you definitely have to admit that in the world of open blockchain he's definitely a very key and influential person he did have an ama that is ask me anything session via twitter or now called as x and in that session he actually stated that he is clearly upset with sac and he did use quite a lot of cuss words as well. So in today's episode, we'll go ahead and discuss why is it that he is upset with SEC. At the same time, guys, he also mentioned something really positive regarding the new president of Argentina. So definitely a very positive news if you're not a fan. But it's going to be really interesting to see if there is some development so far as the usage of Cardano is concerned. So we'll definitely go ahead and touch base on that. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news, guys, is regarding blockchain laboratories. And they have announced the news that they are establishing Web3 Service as a Solution Technologies Limited in Dubai DIFC. And it is called as W3 Service as a Solutions Technology Limited. So it's going to be really interesting to see, guys, how these companies will sustain. As right now, Dubai is turning out to be a red ocean. And there are so many companies which have been flooded in Dubai and UAE, isn't it? So let's wait and see what the future of blockchain laboratory is. 
And the second news cast is all the way from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and this is to do with artificial intelligence. Now look as one trend which I've been observing in 2023, every second news that I see regarding artificial intelligence is somehow some way connected with Saudi Arabia and the news that I'll be covering today is stating that Saudi Arabia leads adoption of artificial intelligence in financial services and to be honest guys the moment I saw this news I wasn't surprised one bit at all and the Saudi Arabian government is definitely taking leaps and bounds not just in the world of artificial intelligence even in the world of sports and if you've been following boxing guys Saudi Arabia now is the home of boxing as well and guys listen I tend to do obstacle course race and next year on February 2024 Tough Mudder is actually having a world class event which is an 8 hour obstacle course race in Saudi Arabia as well so I wouldn't be surprised guys if Saudi Arabia does turn out to be the leader not just in the world of sports not just in the world of technology but also in travel adoption of blockchain and cryptocurrencies so definitely keep an eye on what is going on in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia so quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode so let's kick start with it right away welcome to the crypto and coffee at 8 the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the blockchain DXP journey, firstly Advanced Media. Advanced Media Cars is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and MENA region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East 
representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DGI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact, guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three Ps. That is people, planet, and prosperity. Now listen, guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community. And in doing so, guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai, UAE. So definitely check it out. And also, guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing, and hosting training workshops, seminars, and community events that educate, inform, and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen, guys, do one thing. If you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next, Spartan Race, the world's premier obstacle course racing company, returns to the land of Gazelle at Al Wadba in Abu Dhabi. And this time, guys, is going to be the third year where the World Championship event is taking place in the Middle East. And Spartan Gas is a global fitness brand with a 10 million strong community, and they create transformational events, experiences, products, and content to help people, companies, and teams tear down boundaries and expound what they believe to be possible from day one nearly two decades ago they've been champions of human transformation and they help people get outside and eat healthy and develop habits that lead to a life of constant progress and with a family of brands they push people from every corner of the globe outside the comfort zones and immerse them in the world of top fitness and elite sport and they do this guys because when you can face and overcome adversity head on your potential is limitless and got the spot World Championship takes place between the 8th till the 10th of December where thousands of athletes and spectators will gather at the metropolis in the desert to compete for Spartan immortality. This is a unique opportunity to watch the world's best obstacle course race athletes compete for World Championship and have your group conquer these obstacles themselves. Now listen guys, there are three events taking place and this time there is also a 3K World Championship event which is an invite only. There is Spartan Beast which is a 21k world championship event so you definitely need to check it out and look as if you do want to take part in it there is open heat as well where you have 5k which is a sprint event that takes place at night at 5 30 pm with headlights on imagine gosh doing this obstacle course race with your headlamp on in the middle of the desert it's going to be absolutely wild and beautiful isn't it and guys listen you can also do a trifecta event that is another 5k event Call a sprint, a 10k event called a super, and beast 21 kilometers. So, for further information, guys, look in the show notes below, and hopefully, I get to see you there. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events, and tech networks to connect with global like minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights now listen all you have to do is download the app startup oi if you're using an android version go to google store and app store for ios devices alternatively you can also click on the show notes below to download startup oi 
Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gulf Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. And as I mentioned earlier, guys, the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.43 trillion. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 2.29%. If you look at the total cryptocurrency market volume since the last 24 hours, it is definitely picked up pace. And today it is at $50.54 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 2.75%. Now, guys, if you look at the volume of DeFi, unfortunately, it has gone down. Because yesterday, guys, for the very first time, it was over $5 billion. Very first time in 2023, at least. But today, it is below the $5 billion mark. And as of today, it is at $4.86 billion. And DeFi, guys, accounts for 9.61% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And guys, so far, as the total value locked is concerned. $46.84 billion is the total value locked across all DeFi protocols. And Lido is dominating with $19.18 billion. And guys, listen, one metric that I would really urge you to keep an eye on is decentralized to centralized exchange. Now, I'm a bit surprised, to be honest, that today it has only increased by 3% because what happens is on Wednesdays, this number tends to go off the chart. Yesterday, I believe it was somewhere on 22%, but today it is only at 25.81%. And guys, yesterday in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I very clearly mentioned that on Wednesdays, the volume of decentralized exchange tends to pick up pace for some odd reason. And guys, if you look at the volume of Uniswap today, it has crossed the $1 billion mark and it is at $1.25 billion. PancakeSwap is at number second at $341.18 million. Torchain is at number third at $190.54 million. Core Finance, guys, is at number fourth 
at $114.67 million and radium is at number 5th at $89.92 million. Now look guys, I really want to find out what is it that is going on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and why is the decentralized exchange volume drastically picking up pace. Now mind you guys, this trend I've been observing only since the last 4-5 to five months earlier this year on Saturdays and Sundays is when decentralized decentralized exchange dominance used to pick up pace and decentralized exchange volume used to definitely go off the charts. So I really am not sure if Tuesdays and Wednesdays if centralized exchanges are trying to use decentralized exchange to go out and buy a lot of cryptocurrencies or maybe go out and sell a lot of cryptocurrencies. At least that's what the number looks like. Now guys, let's run through the volume of stablecoins because the number guys to be honest is not looking that good. It is only at $46.1 billion and stablecoins guys is accounting for 91.21% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume and Tether USDT is no surprise leading the pack with $37.31 billion followed by Circle USDC at $4.83 billion and guys yesterday Circle USDC's volume was exactly the same and the number third guys is Binance BUSD at $379 million. Now guys let's quickly run through the market cap 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now Bitcoin's market cap guys is at $741.9 billion whereas Ethereum is at $246.9 billion. I wouldn't be surprised guys in the next few hours if the market cap of Bitcoin crosses the $742 billion and the market cap of Ethereum crosses the $247 billion. Now if you look at the 24-hour trading volume guys, since the last 6 weeks what I've been noticing is Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume is almost 50% of that of Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume and earlier in the year, Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume used to be one-third on certain days, even less than one-third of Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume. Now as of now 29th of November, Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume is $9.8 billion whereas Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is $21.1 billion. Now guys listen, if you look at these numbers, what these numbers actually state is that since the last 24 hours, a lot of Bitcoin has been purchased and rather than centralized exchange, a lot of decentralized exchange has been used and looks like people are using a lot of decentralized exchange to go out and buy a lot of Bitcoin and a bit of Ethereum as well. At least that's what these numbers state. Now guys, if you look at the dominance of Bitcoin, it has definitely gone off the chart. As of today, it is at 52%, whereas Ethereum is at 17.30%. To be honest guys, this year Bitcoin's dominance is definitely going off the chart and the answer is pretty simple. It is only because of Bitcoin's spot ETF news, isn't it? Now in today's episode guys, let me quickly run through the market cap of interoperability protocol and to be honest guys, it is no surprise that Quant is number first and its market cap is $1.20 billion and the price of Quant token is $99.55 and after guys, I read through the market cap of interoperability protocol, let's take a deep dive into what Quant is, as to what the project is, who the founders are and the tokenomics of it as well. But before that guys, let me run through the remaining 4 interoperability protocols and let me just run through the market cap and the price of the tokens as well. The number second is Moonbeam and its market cap is $210 million and the price is 0.266 cents. The third one is ARK and its market cap is $196.5 million and the price for ARK is $1.10. The fourth one is Unify Protocol and its market cap is $97.25 million and the price guys 
is $13.06 and the number 5th is Synapse and the market cap is $81.26 million and the price of Synapse is 0.427 cents. Now guys, before we look at the king of all kings, as I mentioned earlier, let's take a deep dive into what Quant is. Because to be honest guys, they're definitely leading the pack so far as interoperability is concerned, isn't it? And the token guys for Quant is QNT, that is Q for Quebec, N for November, T for Tango. And Quantcast is a blockchain project which was founded going back to 2018 to address the challenges of connecting different blockchain efficiently and Quantcast aims to be a global operating system for blockchains with its key component called Overledger and Overledger guys acts as a bridge allowing seamless communication and interaction between various blockchain networks but so far as the founders are concerned Gilbert Wardian, with over 20 years of experience in upgrading security and technology strategies particularly in the healthcare sector, is one of the founders and along with Gilbert Wardian, Dr. Paolo Tasca is also one of the co-founders and Dr. Paolo Tasca is a digital economist and blockchain specialist who has advised the European Union Parliament, the United Nations and various central banks as well. Now let me just very quickly run through the unique features of Quant because Quantgar stands out by providing the missing link for interoperability between different blockchains and Overledger, its operating system serves as a gateway for blockchain projects to access and connect with other blockchains and Gazi also enable the creation of decentralized multi-chain application also called as MAPS and developers need to hold Quant token or QNT to build on the network but so far as the tokenomics is concerned QNT is a utility token used for payment within the Quant ecosystem and it is required for licensing, transaction fees and other services and the total supply of Quant token is capped at 14,612,493 tokens with a significant portion allocated to public offering during the initial ICO or initial coin offering. And guys, if you want to look at the circulating supply, you can do so by looking at Quant market cap. Now, so far as the security mechanism is concerned, guys, Overledger forms the foundation of the Quant network, ensuring communication between different distributed ledger technology networks also called as DLT networks and the community guys participates in handling treasury smart contracts and overseas QNT payments to gateways. This adds accountability to the system. So essentially guys Quant aims to facilitate interoperability between blockchain through its overledger operating system allowing for seamless development of decentralized applications across different blockchain networks and the QNT token plays a crucial role in the Quant ecosystem as a utility token for various transactions and services. Now look as Quant token is definitely one of the most important player in the blockchain system and I've been noticing ever since its inception they're definitely leading the packs of us interoperability is concerned so definitely a very very important project. Now guys let's run to the king of all kings that is Bitcoin cause right now guys the price of Bitcoin is $37,966 and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 2.54% since the last 7 days, it is up by 3.08% and guys approximately 5 months from now, the Bitcoin halving is going to take place as well which just means guys the supply is going to be reduced and it just means one thing that the demand will keep on increasing for it isn't it. Now the price of Ethereum is at $2054, since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 1.97%, since the last 7 days it is up by 3.44%, Binance BNB coin guys is at $230. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 1.88%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 3.70%. The look, guys, there is a really mysterious and really interesting information that is out. 
that is regarding Bitcoin mining facilities in Himalayas. And Forbes has actually reported that the secluded mountainous kingdom of Bhutan is operating a clandestine state-owned Bitcoin mining facility. Now look, as at this point of time, only El Salvador is a state-owned Bitcoin mining facility, isn't it? And I wouldn't be surprised in the near future. Maybe Abu Dhabi might be one of them as well. But so far as this news is concerned, what Forbes did is, through the use of satellite imagery, Forbes identified four secret locations and guys listen, Bhutan's monarch, that is King Jigme Kesar Nagmeel Rangchuk, has displayed a long-standing interest in cryptocurrencies and he does actually envision that Bitcoin mining will play a pivotal role in averting economic crisis for the remote and biodiverse mountainous nation which is home to less than 800,000 people. Look guys, this is really cool and a bit mysterious information as well, isn't it? Now, if you do want to read through the article, the information is in the show notes below. And even Business Insider has gone ahead and provided an elaborate article on this. I'd be really curious to check if there are any YouTube videos trying to go to that location and put out a video explaining or showing the hidden Bitcoin mining facility in the Kingdom of Bhutan. Definitely really interesting news. Now guys, let's discuss some serious news. And that is regarding China CBDC. And as for local news, guys, HSBC and Hanseng Bank, both based in Hong Kong, along with Taiwanese bank Fubon Bank, have incorporated an ECNY integration into their platform. And all four international banks are facilitating their clients with the capability to transfer and withdraw ECNY. And notably, guys, Hanseng Bank is permitting its personal banking customers to link debit cards through the official ECNY app and because of that guys it will actually enable the redemption of digital renmi buy additionally these customers can top up the digital renmi buy wallet using Hansang's China mobile banking app and listen guys HSBC has also introduced similar functions catering to retail use of ECNY for its client now it's really important to note guys at this point of time China's digital yuan or CBDC was forced to use for the very first time to settle a cross-border oil deal, a Petro-China International purchased 1 million barrels of oil using central bank digital currency and in the first quarter of 2023, the use of yuan in cross-border settlements was up by 35%, year on year reaching $1.39 trillion. Now look as whether you like it or not, central bank digital currencies are definitely going to go mainstream. Now listen guys, what I'd really recommend you to do is try to understand the key difference between central bank digital currency and Bitcoin. And listen guys, what I'd really urge you to do is go to my website www.blockchainbxp.com and you will see a tab called as blockchain. And under the blockchain tab, at the bottom of the page, you will see two PDF files explaining central bank digital currency. What I'd recommend you to do is download the second file. And in the second file, somewhere on the eighth or ninth slide, I've given a detailed explanation and the distinction between Bitcoin and central bank digital currency. Now look guys, as I mentioned earlier, left-leaning ideologies, left-leaning politicians are definitely more in control over what people do. They're more focused on cancel culture, they're more focused on control, and they're definitely massive advocates of central bank digital currencies, whereas right-leaning ideologies, right-leaning politicians are definitely fans of open source, are definitely fans of freedom of speech and they're definitely fans of Bitcoin. And as a matter of fact, guys, right-wing ideologies and right-wing politicians have clearly opposed central bank digital currencies. All this thing being said, I do have this feeling that in the next three to five years, central banks all over the world will definitely be implementing central bank digital currency. 
Now, one of my biggest question is, as and when Central Bank Digital Currency goes mainstream, what happens to stablecoin? Now, listen, guys, I'm not a massive fan of Central Bank Digital Currency, but if you were to compare it with stablecoins, I would definitely prefer to use CBDCs over stablecoins. And there is a completely different explanation. If you've been following my podcast, you would know why that is. Because stablecoins, guys, they can definitely go ahead and censor your transactions. They can also go ahead and freeze your accounts as well. So whenever you're using stablecoins, always remember stablecoin issuers are replacing the role of a bank and they're definitely not following the ethos of open blockchain. Now guys, let's discuss another massive news and that is regarding Fireblocks and Fireblock launches off exchange to eliminate counterparty risk and it is essentially a new system that enables trading firms and asset managers to trade on centralized exchanges from an on-chain MPC shared wallet or multi-party computational shared wallet eliminating exchange counterparty risks. To be honest, guys, this is an absolutely, absolutely massive news. So Fireblocks of Change Exchange leverages MPC technology to enable traders to allocate and mirror assets directly to an exchange from a wallet they mutually control, thereby protecting the principal from hacks, bankruptcy and fraud, while at the same time providing centralized exchange with complete on-chain transparency that client accounts are fully collateralized. And listen, guys, so far as this news is concerned, off-change exchange by Fireblocks is launching with the support of Deribit, with HDX, Bybit, OKX, Gate.io, Bit, OneTrading, CoinHacko, BitGet, and additional global exchanges will be added in the next coming months. So what I'd really recommend you to do is, guys, in the show notes below, I've gone ahead and published the official link directly by Fireblocks. So definitely, definitely have a read through it, particularly if you are someone new trading. This is an absolutely massive and breaking news. Now, guys, let's discuss some drama, and that is regarding Cardano's founder and also the co-founder of Ethereum, Charles Hoskinson. And he did actually have an Ask Me Anything session via Twitter, or now called a sex. And in that session, guys, he severely criticized the US Security and Exchange Commission. And listen, guys, he did use quite a lot of cuss words, and he was actually giving reasoning as to why Bitcoin is a security and also the possibility of a 51% attack. And he was actually alleging that SEC has given Bitcoin a complete pass on the decentralization issue. And to be honest, guys, I am a massive fan of Charles Hoskinson. And whatever he says does make a lot of sense. But one of the biggest problems with Charles Hoskinson is he does a lot of talking. Unfortunately, the actions are relatively less. And during that Ask Me Anything session, guys, he did raise questions about the classification of a security. And he was also harping about the Harvey test. Now listen guys, one thing which I did like about the Ask Me Anything session is that he actually did mention he's definitely keen on meeting the newly elected Argentina president Javier Malay to pitch Cardano at the state level. Now look guys, that would be absolutely a massive deal because the new president-elect is a massive fan of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and he does want people to go out and make decisions as opposed to a state. And if you go ahead and watch his videos, he's definitely on the verge of closing a lot of government entities as well. So definitely positive news. Now listen guys, Cardano's co-founder Charles Hoskinson was also upset with Vitalik Buterin because Vitalik Buterin did actually say some positive things regarding Bitcoin and UTXO guys is unspent transaction output which is primarily used in Bitcoin but it is not used on Ethereum and Charles Hoskinson has not been a fan of UTXO and if I'm not mistaken guys, even Vitalik Buterin was not a fan of UTXO but a few days ago Vitalik Buterin did actually highlight 
some of the benefits of UDXO and looks like Charles Hoskinson was definitely not happy about it. Now, Lucas, it's going to be really interesting to see what the future of Cardano is. And one of my favorite YouTubers, Paul Scripto RS, he did actually state that during times of bullish market, Cardano always tends to remain quiet and towards the later part, they tend to pick up speed. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the whole narrative regarding Cardano is. So those are the news guys on Crypto and Coffee Day from Blockchain DXP. Now let's look at two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news guys is regarding Blockchain Laboratories. And they are establishing W3 Service as a Solution Technology is Limited in Dubai's DIFC. And I believe guys the company is called as W3 SAAS Technologies Limited. And their focus is on ESG digital assets aligning with investments and sustainability. And they aim to expedite DLT tokenization platform in DIFC for ethical investments and utilizing DLT that is distributed ledger technology and tokenization for innovative digital asset use is the primary focus and they offer Web3 service as a solution or specialized solution for decentralized application and they emphasizing on carbon neutral DLT for secure digital asset control and they provide refi solutions merging finance with digital tools for sustainability and W3SAAS or Web3 service as a solution guys secures a commercial license for DLT services in DIFC and the reason why they've chosen DIFC guys is because they will definitely benefit from DIFC supportive business environment and regulatory framework and CEO Boone Bergsma is excited about tapping into DIFC Web3's ecosystem and they've inviting investors, asset tokenization companies and blockchain professionals to collaborate as well and the aim is to create the future of tokenization emphasizing positive change and they look forward to collaborating with forward-thinking organizations in DIFC and they also plan to launch Web3 solutions by quarter 4 in 2023 showcasing innovation and they also are hosting an event EuroCOP28 or COP28 in Dubai for participants to engage with Web3 solutions. Now listen guys if you do want to find out more information the website is blockchainlaboratories.com and regarding the event registration the website is esgdigitalassets.com and looks like they are committed to sustainable economic solutions and positive change to technology and ESG principles. So definitely positive news I guess. Now guys let's discuss some news from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and look as the news essentially is that Saudi Arabia is leading adoption of artificial intelligence in the financial services and this news guys is actually published by Zavia.com. So let me go ahead and break down what this news is all about financial institutions in Saudi Arabia and the UAE lead global investments in artificial intelligence, blockchain as a solution and embedded finance despite economic challenges. Now there was a survey which was conducted by Finastra and the survey is called as the Financial Services State of Nations Survey 2023 and the survey actually reveals insights into technology investments in the UAE and Saudi Arabia. So let me go ahead and break down some bits and pieces of information regarding the survey because regarding economic constraints, what the survey actually states is that 87% of institutions in the UAE and 64% in Saudi Arabia reported economic constraints impacting their technology investments. But that thing being said, there is still positive sentiment and so far sentiment is concerned despite economic challenges. 78% of UAE firms and 72% in Saudi Arabia expect full investment returns before the first half of 2024, exceeding the global average of 69%. And guys, regarding global artificial intelligence leaders, Saudi Arabia's score is 55%, whereas UAE is only at 45%. But 
but both of them have emerged as global leaders in AI adoption, surpassing the global average of 37%. The Lugaso for general interest in artificial intelligence is concerned. Financial institutions in Saudi Arabia account for 88% and the United Arab Emirates at 86%. And these institutions, guys, have expressed interest in generative artificial intelligence with higher incorporation rates at 27% and 34% respectively. And if you were to compare this, let's see, with the global average, it is only at 26%. So it looks like our Saudi Arabia and UAE is definitely taking leaps and bounds in general artificial intelligence, isn't it? And Gasofar's deployment is concerned. Both regions, that is Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and UAE, have shown significant increase in artificial intelligence adoption, with the UAE actually experiencing a rise from 25% in 2022. And so far as use cases concerned, prioritized use cases for generative artificial intelligence include automating tasks and ESG data analysis in the UAE, while Saudi Arabia is focusing on ESG data analysis and enhancing IT operations, and Gasofa's banking as a service adoption is concerned, UAE is at 49%, but listen to this guys, Saudi Arabia is at 53%, so it looks like banking as a service adoption is definitely surpassing most of the other countries as well, because if you look at the global average, it is only at 48%, so it looks like Saudi Arabia is definitely taking the lead in banking as a service solution adoption in Gasofa's banking as a solution use case is concerned. Foreign exchange as a service is prominent in the UAE, while Saudi Arabia emphasizes embedded lending to SMEs and Gasofa's open finance is concerned. 9 in 10 respondents in the UAE and Saudi Arabia support open finance, but they believe more regulatory support is needed for its success. And guys, listen, there's so much of hype regarding ESG, isn't it? And financial leaders in the UAE account for 89%, whereas Saudi Arabia is at 92%. And the financial leaders strongly emphasize the importance of supporting ESG initiatives. And so far as financial literacy is concerned, guys, while the survey states its majority agree on the importance of financial literacy, 88%, and supporting vulnerable audiences account for 90% in both the region. Now, let me just read out five more numbers, guys. Because so far as excitement for change is concerned, leaders in the UAE account for 90%, 88%, and 80%, whereas Saudi Arabia, guys, is 93%, 90%, and 92%. And guys, listen, so far as investment in artificial intelligence, banking as a service, and embedded finance is concerned, they definitely remain a priority despite economic challenges. And so far as technological innovation is concerned, the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia are definitely showcasing leadership in technological innovation, promising a bright future for financial services in these regions. In Gaza, financial institutions share a commitment to ESG initiatives, collaborating on open finance and the use of advanced artificial technologies like artificial intelligence. In Gaza's report and survey is actually published by Finastra and Simon Paris, who is the CEO of Finastra, emphasizes the ongoing commitment to technology investments in the face of economic challenges, highlighting the potential for future financial services, both in United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia. So definitely positive news. So those were the news guys from Crypto and Coffee Aid from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to infoblockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series. 
where you can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, Fiat blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, Metaverse. Let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, Metaverse. I have a question by Yorao who asks, is it possible for Cardano to overtake Binance and Solana? To be honest, Yorao, I really am not sure. At this point of time, that is possible because look, since the last six months or so, Solana has definitely been making quite a lot of partnership. Now, me personally, I'm not a fan of Solana because I do think it is a centralized blockchain project. A lot of the decision making is actually done by few selected individuals. Even the mining is so expensive. I believe you need to have well over $1 million in order to go ahead and set up your mining rig. All that thing being said, they have definitely made quite a lot of partnership. And one trend which I've observed in the last three months or so, Solana has definitely overtaken Cardano by leaps and bounds. And few days ago, I actually did compare smart contracting platform and Solana was almost triple so far as the market cap of Cardano is concerned. And just a little over a year ago, Cardano was definitely very strong at number third. Now listen, to answer your question, will it overtake Binance? I really am not sure what the future of Binance is because Binance at one point of time, its market cap was really steady somewhere around $42 billion mark. But the market cap has gone down by well over $10 billion. I wouldn't be surprised to be honest in the next three to five years. Binance will actually go down. But it's going to be really interesting to see if Solana is on top or if Cardano remains on top. Now look, when you talk about technicalities, when you talk about functionalities, Cardano is definitely superior. But unfortunately, Charles Hoskinson loves to talk and the project is more about talking and very little action is actually done by the project. Solana, on the other hand, they're definitely making quite a lot of partnership. And when they make a lot of partnership, it means people are going to go out and use it as well. Because of that, the demand will increase. The circulating supply gets multiplied with the price that accounts for the market cap is in it. So I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say in the next three to five years if Solana is still about Cardano, but in the crazy world of cryptocurrencies, you never know what would happen. Cardano definitely needs a chat GPT moment, maybe a break to decentralized app that works purely in Cardano that definitely drives a lot of volume and general interest. Because to be honest right now, if you look at decentralized apps, I'm pretty much sure an average person who is not into cryptocurrency or blockchain would not know any decentralized apps either working on Cardano or any blockchain protocol for that matter. So to answer your question, no, I really am not sure if Cardano will actually overtake Binance or Solana, but I definitely would be hoping that thing happens because the last thing I would want is let's say a centralized blockchain protocol like Solana to be number second. And to be honest, if you look at the numbers for Binance, to be honest, the numbers are not looking good. And I've been seeing this since earlier this year. If you look at the price of Binance BNB chain, the numbers are moving way too perfect. And that would only mean that there might be a centralized entity who's trying to manipulate the price. But I really am hoping I'm 100% wrong on this. So those are my thoughts regarding your question. Is it possible for Cardano to overtake Binance or Solana? And that's about all guys from the Ask Me Anything series in Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to infoblockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com. And also check out my other website area2071.com 
that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. And guys, remember Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And how the series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is. We usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye bye.